Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pina, and I'm bringing you today's word for November 17, 2023. And it's a Friday, and I love closing out the week strong. I love heading into the weekend strong, and I love talking about the love of God. So right now, I'm in a series on the parables of Jesus, and we're dealing with this parable. The, the parable, This parable, I believe, just shows the heart of God, the heartbeat of God. It is the parable of the lost sheep. I introduced it to you yesterday, and I'm going back to it again today. And I'm dealing with a song. It's called The Reckless Love of God. This song a few years ago, I mean, it's still a great song, but a few years ago, it was just all over Christian radio by Corey Asbury, The Reckless Love of God. And that's what I'm going to talk about today. This, how God's love, God loves you with this amazing love and his love for you is almost reckless. It's almost irresponsible how much God loves you. I'm telling you, open up your heart, put in the chat. I'm ready to receive. Put, put in the chat. I want a fresh outpouring of God's love. May the love of God outpour in your heart afresh today. Get ready for the word. All right, so before we get into the word, there's a scripture that we've been looking at all year. And because at our church, we believe that this is a season of refreshing and restoring for us. So this is a scripture, Psalms 126 and verse four. And if you need the, the power of God, the love of God, the grace of God to be restored or rekindled in your life in any way, in any area of your life, listen to the scripture. Now, Lord, do it again. Say, Lord, do it again. Restore us to our former glory and may streams of your refreshing flow over us until dry hearts are drenched again. If you have any area of your life that's dry, put in the air, in the chat, no dry areas for me. I want the Lord to give you a fresh wind, a fresh fire, a fresh anointing. Say amen to that. All right, so let's take a look at this parable. It's a very straightforward parable, but very powerful. It's found in Matthew and also in Luke. Let me give you Matthew's account, then Luke's account. Matthew said, if a man, this is Jesus speaking, he says, if a man has a hundred sheep, but one of the sheep gets lost, what do you think he's gonna do? Well, he's gonna leave the 99, right there on top of a hill and go and look for the lost sheep, right? And if he finds the lost sheep, guess what? He's going to be happy about that one sheep that he found that about the 99 that were never lost. So I can assure you that in the same way, oh my God, our father in the same way, our father in heaven does not want any of these children to be lost. Luke's account. He says, uh, Jesus said, suppose one of you has a hundred sheep, but one of them gets lost. What would you do? Well, you would leave the 99 there in the field and go out and looking for that one lost sheep. And you will continue to search for it until you find it. And when you find it, you will be very happy, so happy that when you carry it home, you will go to your friends and your neighbors and you say to them, hey, I need you to rejoice with me because I just found my lost sheep. In the same way, I tell you that heaven rejoices. All of heaven rejoices when a sinner decides to change. There is more joy in heaven for that one sinner than for 99 people that think they're good and who don't want to change. So what does this mean for you today? So I told you about this song called The Reckless Love of God by Corey Asbury. And in 2018, that song was just like all over the radio, Christian radio. And Isabella and I, we listen to it all the time. And um, I actually shared a today's word message about it in 2018. So I went back to that message 
and I want to share some of what I shared back then today, and I'm going to mix it up with some of the stuff from today, so it's going to be good. You ready? I'm talking about the reckless love of God. Put in the chat, my heart is open to the reckless love of God. So David said uh, uh, in, in one of the Psalms, in Psalms 119, verses 123 and 125, this is what David said, verse 123, as a lovesick lover, I yearn for your salvation and for your virtuous promises, like a lovesick lover, like somebody who's just like, you know, <laughs> so in love and he's missing that person. Dave said, I, I yearn for my, my relationship with you, God, my, my salvation in that way. Verse 125, he says, I need more revelation from your word to know more about you because I'm in love with you. So David in Psalms 119 is expressing his love for God and his love for the word. And in these two verses, he's expressing how much he's in love with God. But really, it came out of the fact that God was in love with him. So here's a few things I'm going to share with you today. Number one, God wants our love for him to be fashioned out of his love for us. Put in the chat, I love God the way God loves me. David called himself a lovesick lover. Like, do you remember like when you first fell in love? like, you know, with your spouse. I mean, you guys are still in love today. Like I love Isabella, Isabella loves me, right? We're still chasing each other around the house, but but it's not the same. Like, you know, you remember when you was just like on the phone, like, <laughs> you're on the phone for hours and what you, what you talking about? What you doing? Nothing. You still there? Yeah. What you doing? Nothing. What you doing? You know what I'm saying? Like like a lovesick lover, right? A lovesick lover. He's David said, I love God like that. I love God like, like, oh my God, I just love you and your virtuous promises. Like a lover who is passionately longing for his mate. Like, like Isabella would travel or I would travel, be like, man, I can't get, I can't wait to get home. Like David is like, I love God like that. Why? I love God in this intimate way because I have a revelation of how God loves me. I, I, and I'm telling you, when you know that God loves you, it will change you. It will change you forever. I've told you this many times. I used to preach in jail and I would go in the jail and I went there. I go in there and they clink, 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 they close that door and I'm ministering to them. And a lot of times I'd be like, man, do you know God loves you? Say God loves me. And they say God loves me. And then I'll minister on the word of God from love. And I'll go to this scripture, then that scripture, then this scripture, then that scripture. And say, hey man, say God loves me. God loves me. And then I go to this scripture, that scripture, and I'm giving them the word of God. I'm giving them the love of God. I'm, I'm letting it break down those walls. And then I say, man, say God loves me and I know it. And when they would finally get it, I, I could see when one or two people would get it and they would be like, God loves me and I know it. And, and when they know it, like when you know it, like, like I know that, 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 you know, I'm in jail. And when I get on that phone, the people in my family don't even want to talk to me. And I, I've told them, you know, so many times that this is the last time. And I felt, I let them down. I let myself down. You know, it's, it's like people have washed their hands from me, but God, loves me and God will never wash his hands from me and God will never turn his back on me. And so, yes, I want to love God like that. I want to love God the way that God loves me. Say amen to that. I'm talking about the lost sheep. This is one sheep and he goes out there and does everything for it. Number two, if you, if we want to know how we should love God, then we need to check out this song, The Reckless Love of God. This is how God loves us. This, this song, The Reckless Love of God by Corey Asbury, uh, one of the verses in the song says this. I, I wish I could sing. I, I, I don't sing. But it says this. Oh, the overwhelming, never-ending, 
reckless love of God. Oh, it chases me down, fights till I'm found. It will leave the 99. I couldn't earn it and I don't deserve it. Still, you give yourself away. Oh, the overwhelming, never-ending, reckless love of God. That song is so powerful. You should listen to it today. In a live performance, Corey Asbury was singing that song, and then he stopped in the middle of the song, and this is what he says. He's quoting Luke. He says, these are his words. When we use the phrase, the reckless love of God, we're not saying that God himself is reckless. He is not crazy. But we are, however, saying that the way he loves us is crazy. In many ways, it is quite so. He is utterly unconcerned with the consequences of his actions in regard to his own safety, his own comfort, his own well-being. His love is not crafty or slick. It's not cunning or shrewd. In fact, all things considered, his love for us is quite childlike. And might I even suggest that sometimes his love for us is downright ridiculous. God, God's love bankrupted heaven for you. God's love bankrupted heaven for me. He doesn't consider himself first. God isn't selfish. He isn't self-serving. He doesn't wonder what he will gain or lose by putting himself on the line. God just puts himself out there on the off chance that you and I might look back at him and give him that love in return. He leaves the 99 to find the one every time. And to many practical adults, that's a foolish concept. What if the 99, what if he loses the 99 and finding the one, right? But finding that one lost sheep is always supremely important to God. He goes on to say his love is incautious. It's a love that sent his own son to die a, gru a gruesome death on the cross. There's no plan B with the love of God. He gives his heart away so completely, so preposterously that if it, it would be refused, you would think that God's heart would be broken. Yet God gives himself away again and again and again and again. And make no mistake, our sins do pain his heart. And 70 times seven is a lot of times to get your heart broken. And yet God opens up his heart again and again every single time. His love saw you when you hated him. And logic said, they'll reject me. He said, no, I don't care what it costs me. I lay my life on the line as long as I get their hearts. Oh, the overwhelming, never-ending, reckless love of God. And yet I agree with Corey Asbury. It doesn't make sense. I'm a logical person. I'm a math person. I'm an engineer. And so, so, so it doesn't make sense to leave the 99 for the one, but he does it. And he does it every time. And, and, and it does. He just pours himself out there and he's loving us and chasing us and pursuing us and tracking us down. And it doesn't matter how many times we reject him. It doesn't matter how many times we say no to God. Imagine, imagine that the shepherd leaves the 99 and finds the one sheep and that sheep rejects him. And that's what we did to God. And God kept coming and we kept rejecting God and God kept coming and we kept rejecting God and God kept coming and he never gave up on us. And he left the 99 to find the one. 
And when we finally accepted Jesus and got into his arms and jumped into his hands, he was rejoicing and heaven was rejoicing. And he went to his friends and says, this is my son who was dead and now he's alive. This is my daughter who was lost and now she's found. He leaves the 99 to find you every time. That's the reckless love of God. Oh my God, how much God loves us. Do you understand that? Like, I mean, do you, do you get it? Like, I mean, God loves you like that. Number three, I agree with Corey. God's love for us is reckless. God knows all things. Like, and so, so, so he could, listen, because God knows everything, because God has foreknowledge of our decisions, you would think, an engineer would think, oh, okay, I see uh, Craig Watts is on, he and I are engineers. An engineer would think that God would be completely calculated that he would be careful, that he would be reserved, but he's not. You, you would think that, that God would say, hold on, hold on. Uh, uh, I, I know Isabella's going to reject me, so let me do the math. I'm not going to put my heart out there, but God puts his heart out there anyway, even though he knows that she's going to reject him, even though that knows she, he knows that Rick is going to reject him, and he does it over and over again. He gives himself away over and over again without regard for his personal protection. God's love for us is unreserved, it is unconditional, and it is unmerited. Put that in the chat. God's love for me is unreserved, it is unconditional, it is unlimited, and it is unmerited, and God does it anyway. And this is the love of God. And what is our response to all of that? Our response should be, I fall down on my knees, I fall down on my face, and I say, thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. I have to acknowledge the fact that God loves me with this amazing love, with this reckless love, with this unconditional love, with this unparalleled love. I mean, it's amazing. When, when Paul talks about it. He says, I, I got to get to know the height and the depth and the breadth of God's love. It's amazing. Nothing can separate me from the love of God. Paul asked the question, shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword? Nay, in all these things, he says, I'm more than a conqueror through him that loves us. For I'm fully persuaded that neither death nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, neither height nor depth nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus, our Lord, is this overwhelming never-ending, reckless love of God, Jesus will leave the 99 to find the one every time. We love God because he first loved us. Listen, we couldn't even love God without the grace of, we couldn't even love God without God doing it first. We couldn't even love God without Romans 5 and 5, God's love being poured out in our heart. David acknowledged that he loved God because God loved him. David acknowledged that I'm like a lovesick lover for God. Why? Because God loves me. Because God put his love down in my heart. David lived his life in a tireless pursuit of God. Why? Because God had a tireless pursuit of him. And that's how it is. Number four, God's love changes us in ways that nothing else can. God's love empowers us to leave behind our old ways. God's love empowers us to walk in the newness of the life that Christ Jesus has provided for us. It's not just about being found, it's about being changed. It's not just about being that little sheep, oh, I was found. No, it's not. It's about being transformed into that very same love that was in the passion of the shepherd when he went out to find me. As we experience the love of God, we get to see the world through God's eyes. The more we understand the depth of God's love, the more compelled we are to share that very same love with the world so that we can become agents of change. Put this in the chat. I am an agent of change in God's kingdom. Number five, last point for today as I let you go. Last point, as recipients of God's love, we're called to reflect God's love in this world. Put in the chat, I reflect God's love. Put in the chat, I'm a reflection 
of the love of God. The love of God is coming to me and I reflect it everywhere I go, understanding the reckless love of God, this love that God has for us that's not calculated. It compels us to reflect that same love back to other people, even when we don't know if they're going to love us back, even if they they refuse us and they reject us and they talk bad about us, we're still going to love. Why? Because it's the love of God. We're called to love others the same way, unconditional, reckless. We're called to love others even when they don't love us back. Even We're called to love others even when they're not changing and we still love them and we pray for them and we stand in the gap for them. Why? Because it's this reckless love of God. This means that we have to become God's hands and feet, reaching out to the lost sheep with the same grace that we received when we were the lost sheep. We got to reflect the love of God in ways that is not always easy. Listen, sometimes it's a sacrifice to love people that don't want to love you back. Sometimes it's a sacrifice to have patience in a way with, with people that you want. That, you're like, yeah, your flesh is rising up. And the love of God is saying, no, just pray for her. Pray for him. Bless them. Uh, you know, cause, pray, let's intercede. Speak life and not death. Speak blessing and not cursing. As we love others, we become living testimonies of God's love. And that's how we draw people to him. We draw people by love. We don't draw people by yelling at them, standing on the corner of Washington, D.C. or New York City and say, you're going to hell. Nobody's going to get saved like that. People get drawn by the love of God. People get drawn by the, the, the immeasurable power of God's love because God is love. Love is not something he has. Love is who he is. So this call to love is not just an individual thing. It's a collective call for the church. As the church, we're supposed to be the love of God. It wouldn't be a shame for somebody to be that lost sheep, come into your church, want to experience the love of God and be criticized because of what he has on or she has on. Wouldn't it be a shame for, for that lost sheep to come in and looking for the love of God and say, oh, you know, your, your skirt is too short or you don't smell good or you just came out the club or whatever. Listen, no, it's not like that. When that shepherd finds that lost sheep, he's not criticizing what sheep, what you've been getting yourself into. No. When the, when the, when the prodigal son came home, his father didn't criticize him. He, they gave him love. Loving God and loving others is our commandment. The whole Old Testament, all the law, all the prophets, Jesus said, can be summed up in these two things. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your mind, all your soul, all your strength. Love your neighbor as you love yourself. It's this reckless, unconditional, amazing. Listen, you love yourself with with love that doesn't make sense because you mess up more times than you want to acknowledge. And we're supposed to love other people that way as well. Put in the chat, God's love for me is reckless. Put in the chat, I will be a conduit of God's love. Let's close this message out with a with a declaration of faith. I want to release you into the weekend. And this is a message I do need you to share because this is a, a, a message that people need to hear. Say this, say, Father, this is a season of refreshing and restoring for me. Your love for me is unreserved. It is unconditional. It is unlimited. And it is unparalleled. You love me, Father, when I had no regard for you. You gave yourself away to me time and time again. You tirelessly pursued me. So now, Father, I tirelessly pursue you. I love you because you first loved me. And it is your love that fuels my faith in my never-ending quest to know you better. I launched into this day emboldened, empowered, 
and employed by your love. Your love has changed me so much that now I'm a conduit of this very same love in this world. Just as you launched out to find the lost sheep, you send me out now as an emissary of your love, finding the lost and bringing them into your presence. I enter this day as an ambassador of love, a sign from heaven to the earth. And living with this mindset, I know, greater is coming for me. I declare this by faith in Jesus' name. Amen. This is today's word. So please apply it and prosper. If you're not getting these messages, please go to todaysword.org for you to get my notes. Click on the big red subscribe button. You get the notes for free. Put, put your email address there. You're going to get all my notes in your email inbox every day for free. I love you. God loves you more. Have an amazing weekend. Meditate on the, the reckless love of God. This is a message you might need to listen to again, but please share this message on your social media, on your timeline time and with your friends. And also leave me some comments in the chat if this message was a blessing to you. I love you. God loves you more. Have an amazing day. I'll see you on Monday morning. God bless you. If you enjoyed this content and you would like to know more about our ministry or you would like to partner with us in what we're doing in the Caribbean, being a blessing to Haitian children in the Dominican Republic, then please go to ripministries.org. You'll be able to find out more information there. And if you'd like to make a donation, all the donations are tax deductible in the United States. A few months ago, the Lord impressed it upon my heart to set up a coaching and mentorship program. And Isabella and I set that up. And so now we make ourselves available on three different levels for those that want access to us and to learn things about maximizing your potential, increasing your personal productivity and fulfilling your life's purpose. If you're interested in that, go to patreon.com forward slash Rick Pina. And then lastly, the Lord impressed it upon my heart to write several books and journals to help people grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Please go to rickpina.co if you don't have our material. And there's also apparel there as well. Listen, thank you for being a blessing to us. We pray that our ministry will continue to be a blessing to you.